the United States of America is called a Christian nation. Christian nation. Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, faith, faith. politics, politics, history, history, and current events. Current events. And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I am Derek Stone with a moment on sports, part one. 35 years ago on February 15th, the Detroit Pistons and Philadelphia 76ers played in front of what was then the largest crowd to watch a National Basketball Association game in person. 44,180 people saw the Pistons defeat the 76ers 134-133 in overtime at the Pontiac Silverdome. Detroit point guard and basketball Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas scored 34 points, made 13 shots, dished out 16 assists, and stole the ball six times. Thomas received plenty of help from Kelly Trapuca and the microwave Vinnie Johnson. Trapuca tallied 28 points and 5 assists, while Johnson added 25 points. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. And good afternoon. Today we are going to cover the Second Amendment of our Constitution, of the Bill of Rights. The Second Amendment that reads, A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people, to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And so to start this conversation off, as usual, I wanna make sure that we keep everything uniformed and working together and not straying off the path. So as part of the second amendment, we're gonna talk about Valentine's Day to start with. <laughs> and and for, for those of you who cannot understand the connection between Valentine's Day and the second amendment, well, you're just not buying your wife the right presents. <laughs> <laughs> But, but Valentine's Day is a couple weeks away, right? No, Valentine's Day is February 14th. Guess what day that is? Tomorrow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. There you go. So it is Valentine's Day, and men, I suggest that you, you pick out the right sidearm for your wife that she can accessorize with the rest of her outfits. Hellcat. <laughs> Hellcat. <laughs> or Kimber 9. Right. Um, well, there, there's my wife making the suggestion to me. Um, and like normally when my wife speaks, it falls on deaf ears. But as all my audience knows, that my wife not only is a great wife, but she is an adequate cook. So. Wow. Once again, <laughs> you sick. are on thin ice, buddy. So real quick, um, Valentine's Day, it's one of those holidays that Hallmark forces upon men to be forced to be romantic where the wife receives a gift that, uh, by the way, the husband was forced to give and she receives it as though it was something he did from the heart. That's my opinion of Valentine's Day. What's yours, uh, Phil? And by the way, your wife is listening. Yeah, it's a great excuse to um, put on about 10 pounds, you know, with the uh, with the candy and the, uh, and the, uh, and the drinks. You know, so do you eat, do you eat the candy you give your wife, or you saying your wife puts oh, on ten pounds? I, she's got to hide it to keep me out of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm uh, all right. I do a pretty good job of getting it together. 
So you see Valentine's Day as a day for you and your wife to get fat. Yeah, Got because it. I don't, uh, I don't, I haven't uh, used any any of the other stuff. You know, the champagne and all of that. I haven't used any of that stuff for for many many years. So, uh, <laughs> right. so I I, I I overdo it on the on the uh, on the chocolates and the, the well, bonbons. You know, sugar, you know. sugar is sweet, but liquor is quicker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we digress. And so, Ed, you excited about uh, are, are you excited about Valentine's Day? Before you answer that, Ed, I'm going to take the caller on the line because, well, he's he's not as patient as you. Let's let's get with Dick Cupkey. Dick, how you doing? Long time that I've had a chance to actually talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am very glad to uh, to call in, and I just am on my way back from the. Uh, a gun show that is at the Washington Farm Council grounds. It is indeed taking place today. So I was thinking, what better thing to uh, to take your sweetie to to a gun show and pick out something for her? So right, uh, yeah. I think no one can see the connection between Valentine's Day and the Second Amendment, but you see it and I see it. You know? Is I there do. is there anything to pick out? Well, there yeah, are, it's way better there than are, lingerie. Let me tell you, the only kind of lingerie that I want is a flashbang holster. Well, is there know, anything available? I don't want to see that image, by the way. But is there anything available? Uh, let me ask. Let me mention this. They actually, there is a guy there with a big box full of flashbang holsters. <laughs> well, now, you know where my wife is going to head after the is, show. A flashbang holster is for a lady. And it is a holster that goes underneath their cleavage. And so that they can then pick up their shirt, which is a flash part of it, and then they take the gun out of the holster, and that's the bang part of it. It's called a flashbang. That's right. So it's, it's designed for younger ladies because older ladies would spend an hour and a half just searching for it. Wow. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I better get off then. So. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, guys. Anyway, have a good show today. Folks, I'm doing everything I possibly can to uh, sleep in the doghouse tonight so that I don't have to spend money on my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I don't. I don't. I don't. uh, I don't fall into this whole mandatory holiday thing. Um, It's uh, I can't even see how a woman can really appreciate a gift that has been given to her out of mandatory set up by by hallmark depends but now add the gift ed i'll let you try to change my mind or if you have a different view than me to share what's your view of valentine's day before we get on to important things more important than romancing your wife i refuse to answer on the grounds that it may tend to incriminate me however <laughs> however you're saying that valentine's day is tomorrow and not today yes Today's the 13th. Today's the 13th. So you're telling me there's a chance. You still can get out if you leave right now. Hint, hint. (laughs) You might be able to get down to the Washtenaw County grounds to the gun show and get your wife a flashbang holster. Yeah, I'm sure she'd appreciate that. Yeah. So what woman wouldn't? Yeah. So we're talking about the uh, in all seriousness now of the Second Amendment. We have a new person living in the White House uh, that has declared that he was going to do more 
to bring in more regulations on guns. Uh, before I give my view on that, using the actual amendment to show why he's an idiot, uh, do you have anything you want to add on, on the Second Amendment, Ed? Well, I think the Second Amendment, somebody was telling me you know, yesterday on Facebook, a friend of mine on Facebook, her and her husband, I've known them on blogging for a year, and she posted, hey, we got our, our permits renewed, so now we can, you know, uh, carry for another few years. And I commented something to the effect of we really shouldn't even need a permit to carry a gun. In the 30s, you didn't need a permit to carry a gun. You've seen in movies, a guy, a businessman would have a pistol pocket and it'd be to protect himself from robbery. And he didn't have to qualify with the state to have a concealed or other any other kind of gun, to have a permit to buy a gun. The whole, uh, I'm trying to think of the Federal Firearms Act, I think of 1936 or whatever, where it tells me I can't have a machine gun. One of my favorite shows, movies, was uh, with Costner about the, the guy who was hunting down Bonnie and Clyde. And he goes into a hardware store. I think it's called The Highwayman. And he uh, goes into a hardware store and he's looking at the shelf. He says, I want that monitor, which was a fully automatic weapon. Uh, that Thompson, I'd like to look at that Thompson. I'd like to look at that 1911. I'd like to look at that uh, Remington shot, shotgun. And the guy's pulling all these guns down. He says, so which one do you want? He says, I want them all. That's the way I feel about it. I want them all. And he's carrying out, you know, he's carrying out cartons of guns out to his fully automatic weapons, just right off the shelf. But there's these these unconstitutional gun control laws. I think, you know, we've really missed the point of the Second Amendment here. Thank you. Well, there's there's something that Phil and I there's something that Phil and I've been talking about. We've we've seen these sanctuary cities pop up and these sanctuary counties pop up. Um Phil would like to see more sanctuary counties where they're constitutional counties, where if you live in that county, you just have the right to carry by default in that county, concealed or otherwise, and not be harassed for it. Is that about right, Phil? Yeah. Um, the, the thing is that you got uh, laws that are nullifying the Constitution. And what I've seen it is, is if the Democrat party's way of finding a loophole in the Constitution. You just give more rights to a particular group, and that way you can restrict the, the rights, the constitutional rights of everybody else. And, if, and, and a lot of people will go for it because they think that it's the government protecting them, but they're violating their constitutional rights through civil rights or whatever, whatever kind of rights you want to call them. But, uh, but that's the whole point of a civil right and a constitutional right. A constitutional right, everybody is represented equally or supposed to be. And, well, I and, think and so. With, and with a special right or a, uh, or a, uh, a civil right, one party in that, which the, where the law is directed to by the government, by Big Brother, they bestow special rights on one group, be it immigrants, uh, minorities, or uh, any other group that you can think of that they want to restrict the constitutional rights of. I want to read uh, a part of this because the liberals try to make this whole idea behind a well-regulated militia. But that is not 
That is, first of all, the militia back when this was written was the people of the state where the, the state could call amongst its citizens to help protect it. But it goes on saying being necessary to the security of the free state. Then it goes on and says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh, it seems like the right to for the people to keep and bear arms, that has been infringed on more and more and more and more. And uh, we, yes, Scaly. I just wanted to say, you know, in World War II, the reason the Japanese never attacked the mainland with a with an armed force was because they said that behind every blade of grass, there's a gun. They could never take America. And they're trying to make us weak and vulnerable by taking away our ability to protect ourselves. And that leads into this question. What is the, why did the Second Amendment get put in to start with? That the state would need to protect itself. Why was the Second Amendment put in? Was it so we could have the right to go out and shoot targets, or which we have that right, or the right to go out hunting? Or is it the right just to protect ourselves walking down the street from thugs? Folks, as, as much as those rights are in, included in that, that was not the reason the Second Amendment went in. Now, in today's world, I can get in a whole lot of trouble for saying what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna tell you why the Second Amendment was put in there. It was so we could protect ourselves from the government. Our own tyrannical government. Tyrannical government, right. Yeah, from from a government that went tyrannical, yeah. Ed. Well, I don't know, you've probably watched that movie, uh, John Adams, the HBO special uh, miniseries. Did you see that? No. It was a few years ago. I highly recommend it. It's a wonderful movie about John Adams. Absolutely beautiful movie. But during it, you see the whole problem, you know, the Revolutionary War. You see what the British are doing up until the Revolutionary War. And one of the things they did was confiscate the guns. In fact, when you watch this movie, you realize that most of the tent, most of the, the Bill of Rights were in response to what the British had done to the citizenry in Boston. And one thing right. they'd done was confiscate all their weapons. And, and that's exactly right. And we've seen that I in current that. history. What's that? I love hearing that. Could you say that again, please? <laughs> well, you know, I know you don't hear that you're right as often as I do. So I try to try to give you that privilege every now and then that, yes, the movie you quoted was right. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there. Um, you asked for it. I was trying to give you credit. Kind of obscure on that, but uh, exactly the movie. The movie made the right point. Um, we've seen it in recent history. Look at what Hitler did. Look at what the Nazis did. They confiscated guns. A government that wants to be tyrannical doesn't want its citizens to be um, able, to fight, able to fight back. We've got a call from Tim on the line. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. <laughs> Thank tomorrow, you. Ed. We love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just said that the Second Amendment was put in place so we could protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. That's actually... Yes. A, a run-on sentence. You don't need to go any farther than so we can protect ourselves. So we can protect ourselves from each other, from the state, from the government, mm -hmm. from the federal government. The, the right or, or the state power to have a militia, that, is, that 
being a, the amendment in the Constitution prevents the state from disbanding a citizen militia. So the federal government right. is supposed to protect us individuals to be able to get together to protect ourselves from our state government, but also having a state militia would be to protect us from the federal government. It's a, it's a big web. There's a lot more to it than just it's our right to bear arms. Well, I, I would agree that there's a lot more to it. That's why I started with, do we have the right to protect ourselves from someone who wants to hurt us? Yes. Do we have it from a mugger? Yes. Do we have a right to even go out and shoot at targets? Yes. That's all included within that right to bear arms. But it also included protecting ourselves from a tyrannical government. Sure. And whenever you read, like, Federalist Papers or any of the uh, framers' writings, they always put it in a list. It's first to protect yourself. Second, to protect your state. Third, to protect the United States. And fourth, for the taking of game. And they always listed things in their priority. The first thing on the list was the most important. So protecting yourself is the most important. Protecting your state is second. Protecting the United States was third. Then going out and shooting a deer was fourth. And how, how available is that information that you just gave? Oh, all you have to do is read the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist yeah. Papers, any, right. any, uh, right. any of the writings right. of Jefferson and Washington. Anytime they talk, they they always listed it out that way. But how and, and I'm glad is opposition? I'm sorry, go ahead. Tim, I want to point out that you made a very important point here. It's not just found in the Federalist Papers, but it was also found in the Anti-Federalist Papers by those that were against the, the Federalists. They both agreed on the same point, so there wasn't this huge separation of what the 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 Second Amendment was about on either side of the game. They're here, and and it's 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 simple logic. So that that's why they logically yep. put it together first to protect yourself. Yep. Thank you, Tim. I, you I found absolutely day. nothing that I disagree with in what you said there. Well, you sound really smart when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because Ed thinks I am really smart. <laughs> no, I said I said it smarts. I said it smarts when you talk. That's what I said. It smarts when you oh. talk. <laughs> All right, back to Phil. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Oh, the, the the question that I have is how readily available are the uh, Federalist Papers in 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 our public schools where there is a opposite. Um, message that is prevalent in the schools and this is well, where we uh why we get uh, uh people I think that the government can protect us from ourselves i would recommend any parent that has kids that are school-aged children even if they're in kindergarten if they have school-aged children that they get on uh the internet order themselves because you can't find a bookstore anymore um, but, uh, find the Federalist Papers. You can get the writings of the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists, uh, mm -hmm. uh, online. I, I suggest both. Um, well, back, if I would have lived back then, I would have been an anti-Federalist. I would have been the one fighting for the 10 amendments to go into the constitution. Yeah. Ed. Uh, Tillsdale's got their free constitution 101 course online. So Hillsdale does. Oh, that's a well. Yeah, that explains it. Doing a terrific job. But Phil's question was, where can the people get 
uh, how readily available is the the uh, Federalist Papers? Huh? Very readily, readily available. Yeah, the free, the get them now before they go away. Well, they yeah. are a PDF that's free online. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm looking at them right now. You just Google it, full text of the Federalist Papers from guides.loc.gov. There's other places. Yeah. Well, I'm one of those people that still likes opening books, so I, I don't read too many PDFs online. Well, I'll tell you something, too. I mean, if if we end up under austerity measures and everything else, they will start controlling the flow of information. So what you have on your bookshelf is safe. Yeah, hey, there's yours. a good question. What's the important – I mean, if the Internet goes away, you still want copies of the books, right? Yeah. May I – to that point, yes. I killed my Amazon account because of Parler. So I killed my, I didn't just kill Prime, I killed my Amazon account. And I went to buy a book a friend of mine had written, Kindle only. And you have to have an Amazon account. You have to have a Kindle account to read that. So I thought about it. I looked on my phone and all of my Kindle books that I had paid for are gone. They are not available to me anymore hmm. because I canceled wow. my Amazon account. Yep. Yeah. Well, you, wow. you, you need yep. a Kindle account. May I? That's why um, I don't buy Kindle. I don't use Kindle. I, I, if I want a book, if I want to be able to go back and reference it, guess what I do? We have the book. I buy the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are a few still big chain bookstores out there that will order books for you also if you don't want to deal with Amazon. And there's a lot of, I mean, even if you have to deal with Amazon, having the knowledge, sometimes you have to make the sacrifice to keep the knowledge. I mean, I have books on my bookshelf because I'm a really good scrounger and I'll go to yard sales and I buy all sorts of really interesting stuff. But, you know, those are those are going to get harder and harder to find as people start realizing what they have and keeping it, you know. Yeah, we got a caller. Uh, well, um, hopefully you're not in hot water here. Uh, Sherry's calling in, Ed. Um, what did you do? <laughs> What uh -oh. did you do, Ed? <laughs> Sherry's on uh -oh. the phone. Uh-oh. Well, now we're about to find out. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? God love you and God bless you. <laughs> let's let, let's have some girl chat here. Fellows and daily. <laughs> you know what? Years and years ago, somebody came up with an idea of a library, and there are still libraries around. We passed one just a couple of days ago. So you probably could go into the library and under the government section find copies of the Federalist Papers. Very That's good. why I married her. That's why I married yeah. her. So, yeah. Her answer is go to the government for help. Got it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Love you, Sherry. Don't worry, Sherry. I'm going to smack him for you. <laughs> Ouch. That's okay. He's doing okay. He knows what I'd like for Valentine's Day. But most of all, what I'd like is the love of the Lord. And the love Amen. of the Lord was provided not only by Jesus, but from through Jesus, he gave me my husband. So I'm grateful. Great. Hey, listen, we've got thing. to, we've been talking about the Second Amendment, but now Joe's on the line, so I have no clue what we're going to talk about. <laughs> How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. Now I'm going to stay on topic. Regarding Ed's rant, I was jumping up and down saying, How? The Second Amendment uh, is my right to carry permit. They are all unconstitutional. And I agree with uh, Phil in his drive for the 
Second Amendment or, in general, constitutional counties to be uh, declared. And Randy Bishop, who, of course, has a show on Wham! on Sunday nights, has been big behind that. But, you know, I'm behind the lines here in enemy territory, Wayne County. There is no hope for us, but uh, I, I wish, I hope Randy's listening and can call in and list off all the counties that hey, have indeed Joe, graciously Joe, it was good. Thank you for calling, but uh, that's the music. Counties. And we'll be back after these messages. And now, more with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering on Wham. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but once again, in the meantime, I am Derek Stone with another moment on sports. February 15th marks the 155th anniversary of the birth of Baseball Hall of Famer Billy Hamilton, who played as an outfielder for the Kansas City Cowboys, Philadelphia Phillies, and Boston Bean Eaters from 1888 to 1901. He recorded a 344 batting average. 455 on base percentage, 1,189 walks, 914 stolen bases, and 1,697 runs scored. Hamilton's best season in terms of wins above replacement came in 1894 when he led the National League with 198 runs scored, 100 stolen bases, 128 walks, and a 521 on base percentage. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. And welcome back. I'm sure we've kept most of our male listeners and hope we kept a few of our female listeners. Hey, just remember the Washtenaw County Fairgrounds has their gun show going on today. Get down there, buy your wife a gun, buy your wife a holster, buy your wife anything but flowers and chocolate. So with that being said, um, uh, I have a guest sitting with me before we get back into our discussion on the Second Amendment. Uh, I'm actually at her house today, broadcasting in front of a real fireplace. This is not a, 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 a mimicked background, Ed, like your warm Florida shot that you have behind you. I have a real fire behind me. It's a real fireside chat. And uh, the hosts here are absolutely wonderful. She is an account executive. Okay. Look at, the, look at the submarine in the background. That's real. Look at the submarine in Never mind. No, no, no. Can't. That, that, that's a fireman. He's, he's making a fire bigger. He, he's wearing his fireman hat. He's making the fire bigger. I'm just telling you. That's what's happening. Yeah, but I got a submarine going by in, in my background. You, you no, you see. don't. No, you don't. It's underwater. <laughs> like your humor. Ed, you look like you're uh, in a vacation spot. I'd like to come and visit. Can I come over? He's in Ypsilanti, Michigan. No, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) That voice you heard is Ilona. She's an account executive with Wham. How are you doing, Ilona? I'm doing good. It's a great day. How are you guys? I am so good. Vitamins should be taking me. (laughs) Go ahead, laugh. You never heard the show. Yeah, and you're still stuck at the submarine races, and your wife's not even in the room with you. <laughs> so, hey, listen, if people want, people, you have to understand out there, radio works based on advertising. 
If we don't have advertisers, guess what? We don't have a show. If we don't have a show, you can't hear Ed talk and he makes <laughs> sense out of it. <laughs> so so if you, you, you need to contact Wham and you need to talk to Ilona and she will help you get spots on this quality broadcasting that we have at Wham. And I'm and really nice. Show. I'm really nice on the phone too. So you can yeah. talk to me. Just give me a call. We got to keep this radio station going. Yep. That's right. So on that note, thanks you for stopping in, Alona, and thank sure. you for the beautiful backdrop and the warm fire. And, and the standby firemen. And the standby firemen, because our <laughs> show gets hot. So, <laughs> so we're talking about the Second Amendment and uh, what it means. And I think the caller, Tim, pretty much rounded up. It, it's the right, for, the right to bear arms they don't really define any and all reasons that we are given that right. We're given that right because we can protect ourselves, not just from others, but protect ourselves from our government, from our state, from our federal government, and use it for hunting and even target shooting and for fun. Um, guns are not evil. They're not designed to be evil. They are a tool that can bring about different results that you need within your life, whether it be protecting yourself or shooting a deer or for just going out and having fun with the family. I Some of my fondest memories of raising my kids, my daughters, was to teach them how to shoot guns safely. I, I finally, fondly look back at those times of being able to teach my daughters to do that. And I, I think that Every family should have that right, that privilege, and should also be made to do that, go out and teach your sons. When the pilgrims came to this country, do you know that it was required that if you are a male of 16 years of age or older, that you own a musket and know how to shoot it? Did you know that, Ed? Yes, yes. Oh, okay, well then I just blathered on for five minutes for something you already knew. Got it. Did you know that, Phil? Uh. Probably somewhere in the back of my mind, I didn't know it specifically to the to the uh, pilgrims, but uh, but that's always been the uh, the 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 idea behind the uh, Second Amendment that that people don't restrict your ability to protect yourself and your family. That's number one, and uh, and also that the this is the real choice when you you hear people talk about choosing choice okay yep. there's there's somebody in that equation that doesn't get a chance to make that decision but you can choose not to own a firearm and be just as happy with with seeing the ability to own it still be in existence because if um if we lose that that real right to choose then uh, we are, this country is absolutely gone. Well, you say you can be just as happy if you choose not to own a gun. I would disagree with that. You're much happier when you choose to own a gun, especially if it's a nice gun. <laughs> Go ahead, Ed. <laughs> well, you know, you were talking about the mandatory arming of the populace, and that's still true today of Switzerland and Israel with fully yeah. automatic weapons, I might point yeah. out. Yeah. Fully automatic. And look at the homicide rate. Oh, it's horrible the way these Israelis and Swiss are just shooting up whole towns and schools. Uh, not. I tell you what, when I went to Israel, it was really amazing to walk through Jerusalem, through the holy city of Jerusalem, or any other part of Israel, and watch young men walking around with a sidearm on. I mean, the, the 
valet that came and took our luggage out of our van and carried it up. He had he had a machine gun strapped to his back. I tipped him, all right? I knew it was a smart thing to do to give this man with a machine gun on his back a tip for carrying my luggage. But right? you know what? It's not like it's the OK Corral there. No. You know, it's not. People no, they just, just have rockets and missiles dropping on you every minute. Right. Well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> but, you know, still in all, you know, they're not walking around just blasting citizens off their feet. That's not the point. And we don't do that here in this country either. Most, and there's lots of counties. Most people that do gun crimes are nuts. And uh, right. they'd find one way or another to to come to their end. Well, there's lots of places in the United States still where people can open carry and where they do the crime rates down. I mean, the stats are there. All you got to do is look. Yep. Ipsilanti. Not Ipsilanti. Just around, just around <laughs> your house. Excuse me. Excuse me. This is an open carry state. Yes. Yes. It is. Yes. We we can open carry. And I tell you what, since, right, since they don't. finally. Most people they, don't. They, I don't. I'm not a big fan of open carry. I, I, I'll say that right now. That puts a target on you in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. I, I, I believe in concealed carry, uh, but I think concealed carry should be a lot easier than what it is now. I, I agree with, with you, Ed, and I agree with Phil that we need to find more and more ways to become a constitutional state. And maybe we have to start that out by becoming constitutional counties. Well, maybe we, we Wayne, need to start that out, too, by quit voting left. Yeah, but right. unfortunately, to go to a constitutional county, there are a few counties that will not go constitutional in, well, my lifetime probably. And that would be Wayne County. I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening in Washtenaw County, becoming constitutional carry. But I think there are counties that are going that way here in Michigan. And we need to get on the same bandwagon that uh, Phil has been pushing for a long time is push counties to go constitutional. All across the board, not just in carry, but a constitutional county but definitely constitutional carry. And what's very interesting about that idea too is that how there so many people won't come to those counties and spend their money, but think about all the people who would. You know, well, think, think about all the people who would. I think while there is such a uh, a lull in the in the uh, attack by the president government in Washington, D.C., you know, they haven't said anything about uh, stopping the uh, Second Amendment. Now, he said it a lot. You know, they said, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, something like uh, uh, restrict the guns or confiscate the guns. And he said, bingo. Yeah, yeah. And talking about appointing Beto O'Rourke as the, as the guns are or whatever. You know, but you notice that there is absolutely nothing. This guy is going after the 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 the, the easy low hanging fruit. And well, you uh, know, <laughs> sorry, you know that out of the last eight or nine presidents, most of them executive orders were either mm -hmm. zero or mm -hmm. four or five. He has already done twenty one. Mm -hmm. 21 executive orders to basically circumvent. I thought he did 21 on his first day or two. Yeah. No, that was within the first 10 days. 21 executive orders. Um, just to, I, I want to hit more on the Second Amendment here because I was having a conversation with my friend who believes in the right to bear arms. He, he believes that is a, a, a God-given right to be able to protect ourselves, everything else. Uh, and he brought up the high, high, uh, 
capacity magazines. He says, you know, if we would just give the liberals that, maybe they'd back off. Uh-huh. And he was willing to back off on this, thinking that if we gave them that, they'd quit. I had to tell him, no, you cannot give an inch because the second you give an inch, it lets them know they're willing that you are willing to give more than an inch. You don't give in just to shut them up. And, and that's been the big push of the Democrats all this time. If maybe we just yell enough and keep yelling enough that maybe they'll just try to shut us up and give us a little bit. That won't stop them. That won't stop them because every time no, we've given just... an inch, they've taken more and more and more and more away from us. It's like a snowball. Yep. So to those out there who feel that we should just give in a little bit and give in on one or two little things where it really doesn't, in your opinion, where it doesn't matter, um, in my opinion, it is because it, when I see them trying to take anything from the Second Amendment, they are trying to, in the end, as Beto O'Rourke said, or is that his name? Um, yeah. No, it is. Yeah, Bozo. Said, <laughs> yeah, Bozo, who actually said, yeah, we want to take your guns from you. In yeah. the end, that is that is their desire, and they're going to do it if they have to one little bit at a time, thinking that if we give in just this little bit, maybe they'll stop. They won't. We got a caller on line one, and uh, you better put on your seatbelts. He's back. That's right. He's back. I'm going to take everything he has to say. We have, we have uh, Walter on the line. That's right. I'm back. Okay. There he is. That's right. Thanks for the intro. I'm back. Never left, by the way. <laughs> Let me say this. Oh, I got a question. I'm not going. I didn't call the Ray Vale today, like the other. Saturdays. Got a little practical question on what you said, Pastor Rick. On the tyrannical government, are we almost borderline to that point now? For instance, you mentioned about, you guys mentioned about uh, confiscation of our guns. What do we do in a situation like that when it says to fight against a tyrannical government? And, I, and what I consider in there is taking your private property and other things. And I, what I consider your gun, your private property. What, what say you guys? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Let me, I grew up in, in a country uh, that is socialist. And when I grew up there, it uh, was more socialist than where we were here in this country 10 years ago. But I will tell you what, I have seen this country move in its own brand of socialism more than even some of the European socialist countries. And it is becoming more and more scary. People do not understand with socialism in the end comes the confiscation of everything that you own. Property rights are now, your property is controlled by the government. By the way, we're there now in most states. If you don't believe me, if you don't believe me when I say that you don't own your property here in the state of Michigan, don't pay your property taxes. See what happens. Confiscation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you don't own your property. There are a few. I think we found a couple states that don't charge property taxes. But uh, it's just Florida. For, but for the most part, we find that our states have found way to claim ownership of our property. Uh, even though we have, we've paid for our property, we paid for our homes. It's the same thing with our businesses with too, because same you have to pay businesses. taxes on all of your stuff, all of your equipment. All you your buy, tools. you buy a piece of equipment for your business. You pay sales tax on that, but that's not enough. 
then you have to pay personal property tax on all your equipment. So you can't really own a business. You want to you want to take a look. Just take a look at what it takes to run or operate. And I my my heart goes out for the owners of radio stations. They have every facet of government in, in, with their hands out and into the pockets of radio station owners to where it's it's got to be criminal. Hey, let me say something. I'll be pretty strong. We no longer own in this country. Go ahead, Walter. And I say this to add to it. I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that them dirty Democrats, baby-killing Democrats, if you kill a baby, you do anything. They can, they can sit yep. down and have a dinner and see a baby get killed and continue to eat and drink their beverages. I think they are so evil within their hearts, we've seen signs of it, especially through abortion, murdering babies. I think they're so evil within their hearts that if they can get our guns, they'll use whatever they can, the military, National Guard, murder, and the government to murder its citizens. That's right, I said it. I, I believe they will do that. That's how evil they are. They are evil to the core. And talk uh, is cheap when it comes to stuff like that, you know, with us, right, the good guys. How long are we going to be stuck on the 10th floor, stupid, and sit back and take this crap from these people? And I Thanks think there will be much bloodshed if they go after our guns. I'm not going to get real specific. But let me end up with this. I forgot to say it on Phil's show. You're talking about fighting. That's the theme. Fight, fight, fight. That's in this uh, Trump defense team exposed the dirty Democrats for f- talking about fighting. Oh, they did a good job, and they want to blame Trump for something he didn't do. I was watching Let It Rip, Dip, Slip with, uh, you guys ever seen on Channel 2 with Goofy, Charlie, and um, Hugh Percolator, Hugh Perkins, the black communist. And we get these conservatives going there when they outnumber you, like Rocky. Who knows Rocky Bronkowski? Raise your hands. Okay, put them down. <laughs> you get these people on there to talk a tough talk on you guys' show. And he took a tough, tough, like Mike Lindell. I was watching Anderson Cooper interview him. He just kicked Mike Lindell's butt. I didn't hear no kind of resistance from Mike Lindell to push back on that. I would have told him, I would have called him a liar right in his face. And, and what they should have, with Rocky, I saw it the other day, Rocky should have called Hugh Percolator a liar right in his face, right on that, on local TV. They get on there, the Republicans lose because they never go on offense. It's always defense. That's all he did on here, that. Here. You make a good, strong point there, uh, Walter, and thank you for calling. Uh, before, uh, Ed, I know you had your hand up. I want to say this. I had this conversation with my wife last night. When we hear the Democrats talk about trying to unify the country, what it actually means, how they want to unify, is by getting rid of all Republicans. So you, have to re- you have to get rid of everyone who disagrees with them. And once you can get rid of everyone who disagrees with them, then we have a unified country. That is their concept of unification. And uh, that's going to, in the end, mean taking our guns also. Go ahead, Ed, you want to make a comment. Well, I'd like to say, you know, people want peace and, you know, everybody knows peace through superior firepower. But having said that, there is a group called Second Amendment Patriot, 2A Patriot on Facebook. And they have a booth at the uh, Monroe County Fairgrounds today, which the show is open until 6 p.m. So if people want to get out there and support them, do that. They got some, uh, you know, swag and uh, go to the gun show. It's the first one in Michigan in a long time. Can I ask a question, Ed? 
Because I yeah, may have been saying it wrong. Did sure. Dick Cupke say that that they had something going on at Washington County Fairgrounds? He or did. Monroe. They're both yeah, happening was, at the same yeah. time, I think. But I don't think it was. He didn't go because it wasn't. Uh, he couldn't validate that it was there. It was uh, uh, at the uh, Farm Council grounds. But he got noticed that I think it wasn't there. That's the last he said on his show. Okay, so, but, uh, because I thought Dick just said he had come. And Dick, if you're listening, you can call in and verify this. I thought Dick no, said that he just Monroe. came. He was at the Monroe show. He was at Monroe. So I'm, I've been wrong saying Washington then. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Monroe show. There's a show down in Monroe if you want to go down and buy a vest for your or a holster for your wife or a gun or what or you both. can't buy is uh, automatic weapon because now you need special licenses to that thanks to the government. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so yeah, that kind of, when you said Monroe, it kind of confused me. Maybe I heard Dick wrong. I thought Dick said that the, at the Washington County Fairgrounds. So, oh well. If I was wrong, I am sorry. And, uh, but you can look I, it up I, online. I can because guarantee you, right now, Derek is typing a million miles an hour to see. Uh, let's go with uh, Dennis Boychuk. He's on the phone. He will be able to give us the answer. Dennis, how you doing? Hey, good. Hi, guys. Good, good. Mm. Hey, I'm just heading to an appointment. I left the uh, Monroe County um, Fair or Fair Monroe County uh, Gun and Knife Show. The uh, so yeah, we had a booth set up there. Our group is two A. Patriot.org. This group stemmed from the Sanctuary County movement uh, that was going on last year. You know, about half of our counties in Michigan right now are sanctuary counties. So it was a great show, and we uh, talked to a lot of people. Great. Hey, what are some of the counties that we should be hopeful or be thankful that they are uh, what I'll call a constitutional county uh, in protection? You said we have quite a few already. Who are the big ones? Yeah, there's quite quite a bit. Um, Livingston. Um, I'm a, a Ann Arbor native, uh, Washington County, but I'm now in Livingston County. Livingston County is one big one. Our group, um, uh, really, this group and this booth uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, ten, uh, I think uh, the hours tomorrow are ten to three. So swing on by. But. Um, the, our group stem from Livingston County. So Livingston County is one, and, um, uh, I, you know, right offhand, I can't, I can't think right offhand which the other counties. A lot of them. Okay. A lot of them. We're still <clears throat> Monroe County. We're still working on Washtenaw uh, and Wayne. Good luck with um, Washtenaw. Yeah, I was thinking what, that. Say, say again, I'm sorry. I said good luck with Washtenaw County. Yeah, no kidding, right? So, uh, yeah, we have a little work to do, but we are um, we are growing this group and this effort. Uh, so, I was actually going to give you guys a call uh, off air and um, chat a little bit more, and we can get um, called in and, and spend a little more time. Uh, maybe one of our core team can. Two uh, A Patriot dot org is the website. Um, so. Anyway, there's a lot more. A lot more we can share with, when we have more That's time. Two, then the letter A, Patriot. Two, yeah, to the, the letter A, Patriot.org. Um, and we're growing, uh, you know, uh, county by county. The uh, Livingston County is strong. Uh, two A, Patriot, Macomb County, and Oakland counties are growing. 
we are now um, getting ready to uh, kick off the seventh congressional district, which makes up uh, Monroe County, Washtenaw, Lenaway, Jackson, Hillsdale Branch, and Eaton counties. There's seven counties, I believe, in the seventh congressional hey. district. Dennis, I'm going to ask you because um, we're coming up close to the end of the show. I, I want Derek to give you my uh, my email address. Could you email me because I'd like to have a, a, more of a conversation with you? Yeah, abs- absolutely. I can do that. All um, right, I'll stand. Derek, I'll stand can I ask you to do that for me? Give give him. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, uh, we, we are coming close to the end of the show, and I normally don't give my, my co-host enough time to say goodbye. I think I have time to do that right now. Um, Walter, I'm sorry I don't have time to take another call from you because uh, we are so close to the end. Um, but you have any farewells to say? I, actually, I don't have time to do this, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, the show's come to the end. That's the music. Have a blessed day. I look forward to seeing you again next week as we talk about the Third Amendment. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to a moment of clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Deering. Be sure to tune in again next week, right here on Wham Radio 